I, I know you sent me that um that picture. Picture? The video. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's video of Skeng though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Madness. I you know what I heard I heard when he was sent to prison and I was like, wait, why is he sent to prison? Because uh, all I saw in one of uh four ten songs was free Skengda and I was like, wait, is in prison? When? And then all all I found was oh he was sent to prison for he was caught with a knife. And I was like, oh my god, this guy's so stupid. How can he have a knife? He's bro, he's... bro, it's mad yeah. because even Digger D, I heard Digger D's back inside, and I'm thinking, how are these men just getting? They're just getting arrested, and like no one's even hearing that. In like apparently Digger D's back inside as well, but because because he's got, I think he's he got a song coming. He's got a song coming out soon, so um, he was like, you know, like on TikTok when they like do a little dance to like preview the song. Mm. Yeah, he was like, it looked like he was in jail or in custody. So I was like, these these guys, man, like. You're famous, like Diggity can get any girl he wants, bro. Like, eh, eh, like Skengdo can get any girl he wants, bro. Like these men are famous. Like they can buy any car they want, do what they want. You know, these they're probably in the hundreds of thousands going to millionaires. You know what I mean? Um, and they're just making mad choices. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's weird because, um, you see the thing with that particular group, like four ten. Mm-hmm. Injunction, and the injunction meant that at one point they couldn't be together. If they were together, they would be sent to jail. And yeah, it progressed into you can't make music inciting violence, and obviously mm-hmm. drill music is is about inciting violence. Mm-hmm. So, for that period of time, the music was they had to change how they would do the music to mm-hmm. a more commercial sound. And obviously, people who are h- hardcore fans of drill say, "Oh, they fell off." isn't what it used to be. AM and Skenda are washed up now. And as soon as that injunction was lifted, uh, AM, who's normally with Skenda, he released one song called DD Banks. I think it was Caution. And that song went off. And when I say no filter, no filter whatsoever. Wow. And it's like he, he knows that the fans want hardcore drill. Yeah. They want what he to rap about. And as soon as that injunction was gone, he said, all right, cool, injunction's off. Yeah, you men are going to hear it today. And that song was, it was aimed at one of his ops. You know Lowski? What, Lowski? Yeah. Yeah, from 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 um, Harlem Spartans, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. And it's like that song was aimed at him directly because... It, all he was doing was referring to those skin. I was like, Jesus Christ, this man's on smoke today. But it's, it's, it's stuff like that. Like you revert back to what you were doing before, because those those kinds of people they are like drill superstars. Yeah, and as you said, the the hundreds of thousands, if not into the millions, so they're on the brink of being able to make it out of their environment. But being recalled back to jail, like diggity, constantly, mizzle man, constantly, like, bro, constantly. constantly. And it's like just... I think, I think, I think my man likes it in there, bro. He's always there. That's like his second home, if not his home, you know. And like, I don't know if diggity's been institutionalized to the point where he can't stand on his feet in society. I don't believe that, but 
Donny's just going in and out and in and out. He he must have at least done five years altogether, maybe. I mean, because I know like a lot of these brothers, they're going in for like maybe doing six months here, six months there, six months there. Six, they're not they're not doing any real, real, real time. But I mean, when you're going in like that, like that is all is all adding up. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know what I mean? So, and Digger, like he was dating that that Instagram model. What's her name? Maya Mills. Do, do you know her? Yeah, yeah, I do, yeah, yeah. Can't lie, like, she, she, she's kind of fine. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, he was dating her and that, like, these Donnies can get any girls they want. They're up. Do you get what I'm saying? And, like, they're just ruining it for them. Ruin, ruining it. They're sabotaging it for themselves. And, like, I think it goes back to what we were saying in part one, isn't it? Like, it's the mind, bro. Like, it's, re- it's really the mind because I don't see how, like, Digger, like he's this guy's always iced out, iced, iced watches, iced chains, you know. What I mean? uh, AM and Skendo, iced up. Like, I saw these guys, these guys were with like, do you know uh, Moolah Juice? Yeah. You know, he does those vlogs where he goes to Miami and all that. Um, yeah. Bring break, like, bear, you know, like, bear girls around, bear guys around, having fun, whatever. Like, I, I must have seen um, AM with him. And they were like trying to chat to these these like American things and all that. Yeah, all that. Nah, the team, you saw that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the things were fine. Do you get what I'm saying? Like the, these are guys that they're in a position where they can live the life that they've always wanted to live, you know. And they're ruining it. And I thought and, and they're and they're ruining ruining the sabot. I can't say that word, bro. <laughs> they're sabotaging <laughs> it. And I feel like. For you to sabotage such an opportunity that like God has given you, like I feel like there has to there's a mental issue, like to the point where these guys feel like like they can't break out of that mental that mental bondage that is the hood or the ends. They can't break out of that. Like it's all they know. They're to the point where you've got you've got the chick you've always wanted, you've got the car you've always wanted, you're flying out, you know, first class to Miami to this to that, going all but you're still doing things like being caught with a knife. Why do you feel like you need to carry a knife when you can even move out to like a nice a, a nice neighborhood like in Essex or, or like in Kent or you know and get away from or even nice a nice neighborhood in London like Chelsea or something or you know you can get out. But why do you feel like you still need to carry a knife? Why do you still feel like you need to be back to to, to go back to the ends and? Be, be messing around and falling around and you know like I feel like it's 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 all in the mind the mind isn't hasn't been nurtured you know um and sometimes that annoys me when I see these guys that like you know people like me and you are just normal regular people working class people but these guys they've they've made it out of that threshold you know they're, they're you know they're making money off drills shows da 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 they're well on their way to middle class. Maybe they even penetrated that middle class threshold, and they're still outside council estates trying to, you know, be trying to be tough. And it may not even be a thing where it's trying to be tough. May, I feel like it's the mind. Like I feel like that's all they know, and they're finding it hard to separate themselves from. I guess, you know, being AM and Skengdo because AM and AM and Skengdo, those are like. Those are characters that they had to be once upon a time on on road to I don't know to to um, defend themselves or I don't know when they were doing a, a B C and D. But now you're rich, you're you don't have to be that person anymore. 
you know, but I thought the mental deprivation is what is making them still stay as those characters. I don't know if I'm making sense, bro. Yeah, but, no, that makes sense. Like, it's crazy, bro. Do you get what I'm saying? Because even, even what you said, bro, like, it's true. Like, you know, these men, like, they're up, bro. They're up. They, they don't have to be outside those council estates, you know, like, in front of bare fiends and, you know, around that danger of ops running up on them anytime, hopping out of cars with, like, Rambos and Samurais or even or even straps shooting shooting up the place. Like, you know, but they put themselves in those situations because they can't attack, they can't um they can't detach from that. And they need to because they're you know they've got money now, bro. And and if anything, they're more of a target in, in ends now because they've got money. So guns will run up on them, try and rob them, you know, is is you know, but it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But I mean, how how do you feel about that, bro? You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Um, before I even answer, I forgot to do the flipping intro, fam. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome, guys, to CZ Podcast, episode four. Um, yeah. We're doing gang life and the rise in life crime, part mm-hmm. two. Um, in yep. part, we're just discussing, you know, the rise in life crime in London and, you know, how we thought that the problem came about. Um, you know, what kind of makes a problem bigger than what it should be. Um, you know, if you want to go listen to that episode, go check it out. But today, um, as you heard, you know, the main source of this discussion was was a Instagram clip of a drill rapper, Skengo, being released from prison. And, you know, as soon as he was released from prison, his boys in true in true London gangster fashion came out with rented cars, you know, dousing him in champagne. Yep. You know, spraying him. Celebrating him. As home, my guy's home. All this kind of stuff. And you know, if you're if you're just one of us, you could see it as, you know, oh that's nice, okay, they're welcoming the boy back home. You know, he's out of prison. He's not in, he's not been stabbed, he's not been punched up, he's in good health, good spirits, he's back home, cool. When you look deeper, especially considering what we've spoken about in the previous episode, and even in our live discussions or Young K talks or whatever kind of discussions we've had off air, you would see that, you know, it's almost a, a, a state of glorifying the fact that he's been to prison, he's not been touched by ops, he's come back out and he's going to hop on road and do whatever he was doing before. You know, they're celebrating the fact that he's now back out and is able to go back to his usual antics. Because you see people like this, he's in a position where he's got so much at his fingertips. He's got so much potential. His Him and uh, his partner in crime, AM, they are two superstars of drill amongst many others but they are two very strong duos in drill and when we're talking about people that are on the brink of making out of the neighborhood making out of the hood those are two people you want to look at but when one of them is found in a incriminating situation where he's caught with a with a, with a knife on him and is sent to prison for I think it was six months. Mm. 
you know, that says something about where his mind is. That says something about, you know, his dedication to what he's built for himself outside of the gang lifestyle. In his music, there's so much potential for him to make out of the hood and to better his life. Now, I can't sit here and say whether he's doing that or not, but from what we've seen of him being called back to prison because he's been caught with a knife, that says something. So, yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that, bro, because I know we briefly discussed that before we did the intro, but, you know, I know you had, you know, quite a few things to say when you sent the, the clip to me, so just wanted to know your thoughts on that. Yeah, man, you know, for real, bro, like, you know, I was just scrolling through my timeline and, um, sorry, bro, just, um, I have a can of Pepsi in me, so sorry if I'm just, like, kind of burping a bit because I just, I was drinking it while you were talking, it, while I was listening, so, <laughs> but, um, you know, as I was going through the timeline, you know, I just saw this video and like you said, bro, like, you know, I, I understand, you know, AM went to prison, no, Skengdo went to prison, getting confused, he came out, I guess they were there with rented cars, champagne bottles, all of that stuff in, in a way to celebrate him, like you said, because at the end of the day, you're right, it's not like he'd been stabbed and bled out while he was in prison, it would beat up or anything terrible happened happening to him so or, or happened to him so I understand that on one end these his boys might have seen it as we're celebrating my man he's out he's back you know the system tried to hold him down but they couldn't he's back you know what I mean my man's doing his thing whatever yada 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 you know they're spraying him with champagne all this stuff and I understand that celebratory stance you know that they're celebrating him you know because he's back out and I can I can understand that. I get that. That 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 makes sense. But in the midst of the celebration, as you said, bro, there's definitely glorification there. Because like me and you are growing in it. Like I'm 21, you're 22. As as from the lenses of let's say a 13-year-old, what will that 13-year-old um learn out of that, out of that uh, learn from that visual? Like, what will they learn from seeing that? What a 13-year-old will learn from seeing that visual is, if I go to prison, like Skengdo did, when I come out, I'm going to be celebrated like a king. If I go to prison and I come out, I'm going to be showered in champagne. Rented, Rolls, rented white Rolls Royces are going to be parked outside the jailhouse. I'm going to walk out. They're going to spray me with champagne. They're going to celebrate me. They're going to, sorry, they're going to film me, put me on Snapchat. They might have some bad bees in the back. I'm going to get my piece. I'm going to get the black sucked off my, my, my penis. And I'm going to, and I'm going to, I'm going to be a king and I'm going to get street credibility. That's what a young child watching that is going to think. Because we're growing in it, uh, KD. That we're growing, so we understand. We understand the angle of the celebrating my man and all that. But to a young person, they can't. They're not. They're not seeing that they're celebrating him. They're seeing that what they're seeing is he went to jail, he came out, and that is what warranted the celebration. The fact that he's a G, the fact that he's a gangster, the fact that he's a real N I G G A. That's why he's being celebrated like that. 
and I can and I can say that because that's how I felt when I was young. I remember telling you before, uh, bro, when we spoke on the CC podcast, it was it was an episode we um, we spoke on, um, I believe, or one of the lives I did a long time ago, and we spoke, but and I was talking about uh, the day my friend got stabbed in in Tilbury, and I remember it was so it's, it's weird, bro, but this is the reality of it. I'm going to be honest. When my friend got stabbed, I thought I. I kind of, I was saying to him, listen, bro, like, you're a real nigga, like, like, sorry for my language, you're a real N-I-G-G-A, like, you're a soldier out here, innit? You, you understand? Like, I was kind of giving him validation and street credibility for the fact that someone almost murdered him. And I remember my sister, like, I think my sister must have, like, um, caught wind of what I said. And she said to me, listen, bro, like, you're an you, you're, you're, you're saying my man's a soldier and all this for the fact that someone almost killed him. You're, 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 you're turning a murder into a positive thing. You're trying to, you're trying to make so, like, you understand what I'm saying? Like, rather than telling him, listen, bro, you almost, you almost died. You need to chill and think about your life and try and go down the good path. I am trying to glorify the fact that he was stabbed and, you know, make it seem cool, because. This, this is what hip-hop hip culture in the streets do. Even, even 50 Cent, for example. Do you remember when 50 Cent got shot nine times? Like, we were young, like... But when 50 Cent got shot nine times, that boosted his rap career. The fans thought, rah, because 50 Cent got shot nine times, this implies that 50 Cent is a street guy, he's tough, he's real, and he's a gangster. For the fact that he almost got uh, killed and somebody shot him. In reality, it means that 50 Cent was caught lacking and he's a punk. That's what that's what is actually meant to mean. But in the on this in the streets now and hip hop culture, when somebody is shot, stabbed or something like that happens to them, it gives off this kind of image of, ooh, my man must be tough though. Like, rah, like he firmed nine bullets or rah, he got stabbed or if someone goes to jail, it's that kind of thing of rah, he must be a real nigger for the fact that he sorry my language, he must be a real N-I-G-G-A for the fact that he went to prison. And it's like it we, we give people credibility and validation for it. We make them feel tough and good for it. And I feel like that's the thing with the young people, because I felt that way when I was young. Like I felt like, you know, like my boy, like I said, when I was my boy, I was like, yo, you're a soldier, bro. Like you're you're a real guy, man. Yeah, you firmed that, bro. When I should have been telling them the truth, that bro, you, you just you almost got killed. You need to you need to think about your life and all that, and and that is what that's how young people see it as well. You know, they see it as because um, Skendo went to prison, that makes him a real nigga, and that's why he's being celebrated like that at the champagne and our oh, fresh home, fresh home. So they now want to aspire to that to get the same treatment. And I and I understand AM and that, or some guys who are listening to this might feel like it, you know it's a that's a stretch that it's not that deep. They're just celebrating their boy, and and I get that stance, but in that there's glorification. Why didn't they go there and say to AM, "Yo, AM, fresh home, my my guy, but yo, you you stay out of jail, bro. You stay out of jail, man. Yo, come we come we get in the car, man. We, we need to chat to you one on one. They they went there splashing splashing champagne on him, celebrating him for the fact that, you know, he's fresh home and all this stuff. And rather than going there trying to spit some real stuff to my man, because I guarantee 
like a king fan when he when he came out of that jail house. I saw his face and he was happy as heck. He was smiling, all that. He felt like a king. That's not the situation to make someone feel like a king. That's a situation where you had to slap my man with reality and tell him, yo, bro, you're a star. You've got fans waiting for you, bro. You've got girls that are ready to, 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 to give you 10 kids, bro. You've got bad bees literally begging you for, 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 like, for it, bro. I'm not saying that's good, but you're in the position of power. God has blessed you with, uh, to be in the, in the position of influence and you want to throw that away. But they're there celebrating ignorance, bro. You know what I mean? And I feel like that video, that video put a sour taste in my mouth, bro, because, because I've been young and I understand the implications of that. You know, it's, it, it's, it's glorifying it. You know, that's why kids, 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 it's almost like kids aspire to get shot and get stabbed because they feel like they're going to be, they're going to get rated for it. They're going to have some type of credibility, street cred, um, validation. Their, their, their boys will, will rate them more. They'll, they'll climb up in rank. Like it's, it's deep, bro. Like it's deep stuff. Cause I've been there. I've, 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 I've been in around those elements, you know? So, um, that's how I feel. That's how I feel about that, bro. I feel like um, it's, it's very, it's very, um, it's, it's deep. It's deep. And AM, man, he's in a position of power. He's in a position to, to, to bring change. AM, bro, and Kendo. Them men can go to all the blocks in Brixton, fam. They can bring change, bro. They can put money in the little kids' in the little kids' pockets, bro. They can they can go to the council with their influence. Do you understand? Like they can they can they can rebuild those parks. They can clean up the council estates. They can because they've got money, bro. And money is what money is what the European respects. That's what he respects. So we have to talk in his talk in his dialect and talk in his language and bring change. Clean up our backyard. Clean the clean up the the the, the black community. Clean up the hoods and the ghettos. But you want to be caught up in in, 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 in in nonsense, bro. You know? But that's my take. But I'd love to see how you feel about that, bro. Yeah, I mean, listening to, to those guys and even the, as I said, even during the injunction, hearing all the music uh, from them, they're still, they're, they were still teasing on the edge of, of inciting violence, of referencing the ops, but they had to do it very subtly. Mm. Even in, um, there was a song released by one of the ops, um, Oh Boy, and in the song, AM released the released a reply, and he just said, "Oh boy," in in the song, to to kind of subtly, you know, aim at whoever sent shots in first, and obviously mm. Fed played it in court. So they actually took this song and played it in court and said, he's now referencing uh, one of his ops, mm. which meant that an injunction was enforced. Yeah. And they said, oh, it's not him saying, oh boy. It's him saying, oh boy, as in the guy's name. So they mm. used his music against him. And obviously he knew he was referencing an op. They knew he was referencing an op. So all it meant was they just had to take that uh, in court and play as evidence. So with them having music and being in this rural community, 
of course, that's what you came up on. So your fans are going to want drill. Mm. Like even even with this new age of drill, where they've got like melodic beats, and it still has a drill kind of tempo. Drill. It's true, bro. It's true. I, I know what you mean. Drill, drill's changing a bit. Isn't it? It's kind of like becoming a bit trappy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and it's having yeah. that. It's more got that melodic kind of sound to it, which yeah. it shows progression in that sense. But obviously, the, there's a certain amount of artists that will still be rapping about the same kind of ying him down and. All this kind of stuff. It's mad because I was watching a documentary um, on Six Seven, and I think it was Dimsy or Monkey. I know there was a group of a group of uh, the guys from the gang, and they had moved into the countryside. And there was some guy interviewing one white guy. He was interviewing him, and he said, "What happens if one of your members is to get caught with a knife or?" to be apprehended and he has a knife on him what's what's the the actions your group will take because you've moved out of the countryside you've moved out of the hood you're clearly wanting to be away from all the noise and focus on music so what happens if one of your members is is caught with a knife and i think it's monkey he replied you know my guys know how to move in it they know how to move that's all he that's all he said as a reply Mm -hmm. which meant that that's a response of someone who isn't trying to get caught up in the drama of beefing and having ops and and wanting to be found on roads with knives and and anything you can find to 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 kill a man if you if you see him on the street. Mm-hmm. That's that's a that's a response of someone who is wanting to focus on music and actually get out of that situation. Mm-hmm. And in these freestyles, you'll hear. When they do, you know, where they do like one freestyle, um, like let's say Fire in the Booth, they'll do one freestyle which is like standard drill type freestyle, what you expect a drill artist to talk about, just mm-hmm. straight violence. And then they do a second one that's more melodic, and it's them talking about the mental struggles, you know, them wanting to get out of that lifestyle, them being a disappointment to their mom. Um, um, the mum working hard to to get them out of that council estate, but mm-hmm. she's not been able to. All this kind of stuff. A lot of them are smart kids as well. Yeah, kids. Like you would think, there's no possible reason why they would end up as as what what the white men may refer to them de- degenerate low lives. Mm-hmm. You would think there's no reason for them to to find themselves in that situation but when it seems like there's no other way out that quick money from from trapping from selling drugs from from being a part of what you feel is a family yeah because you haven't got one at home mm-hmm. yeah you can easily be drawn in and people like am and Skendo, who as we keep saying are on the brink of of success Obviously, it's a bit harder now because they they have a they've had a long break off. Them going to a more commercial sound has caused you know the older drill fans to kind of drop off. Them feeling like Skendo isn't up to par caused some of them to drop off. So yeah, it's a bit harder for them to get back to where they once were and and become a a true household name. But 
they mm. are still superstars. You see Amos going though, Mizomak, Lowski, Diggity, and so many others. They can be superstars. Yeah, they can. Um, they're they're if, like the next generation, bro. You know what I mean? If and and the only caveat is if they're to focus on music, and obviously expand into other things. If they're to go true legit, just focus on music, and then when the time presents itself, expand into proper business. They could be superstars, but will they ever be? Only God knows the answer to that question because. I can't I can't confidently tell you that this group of people will be superstars. This people these people will make it out of you know the area. And it's sad to say because they're black, like me and you. They're who I would refer to as my brothers. Mm. Or on a on a girl's side, like T Zandos and all these people, you know, they're my sisters. But to see where the mind is focused doesn't give me much hope for the future. For real. Even teasing those, bro. I saw her new song and that. She's chat- She's talking all this, like, stab them up, drill gang stuff, but it's like, she's not even on that. You know what I mean? She's just a little girl, bro. You know what I mean? She's not even on that type of stuff. You can tell from her voice, bro, like, just by looking at her. And it's like, her label might be, her label might be encouraging her to be talking like that because they know that this is what the kids eat up. The kids want to hear that stab him up, run man down kind of lyrics. Exactly. And you know what? The thing about her, because you know there's there's her, there's Ivorian Doll, who's another one that's that's starting to make some waves as well. The the more <laughs> on the rap about violence and more T Zandos than Ivorian Doll. You see T Zandos it's with her, it's a case of you wouldn't expect women to be rapping about violence on that level because she's really? on, on like proper demon time when it's rapping about violence. Mm-hmm. And when I've heard some of the lyrics she's been talking about Satan, I said, What? Mm-hmm. I said, You know, I can't, I personally can't even listen to it because I just don't agree with that kind of thing. So her lyrics are sometimes they're outrageous. As in just full on outrageous, and you 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 will get so shocked when you see a female rapping about that kind of thing. So I think that's some of the appeal with her personally for 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 an audience. The fact that she's a female and can outrap a lot of male rappers in that drill scene. That's where a lot of the p- appeal is for her, and obviously every now and again you'll have someone like her. Or Ivorindol, you know, going back to the to the what you would call female rap of rapping about the sexuality and this kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. This drill will always revolve around violence, always. So no matter how much the tracks change and the instrumentals change, the thing about violence will always be there, always. So. I think, and as we were saying last episode, the fans are such a big influence because now imagine I've come out, I'm a drill rapper now. And, you know, I'm rapping about what my, what, what's in my environment. So everything I've been through, I'm rapping about, which would be drill. 
now I've made it out of that environment, I'm rapping about, you know, me making money, about girls. It's got nothing to do with violence or referencing ops or anything. I've just progressed to a new, a new standard of music now. Yeah. A more commercial sound, what you'll call it. To the point where people say I fell off and all this, that and the other. But you see if people are saying, oh, you know, you know, KD, he fell off. He's not the same as he used to be. We want his own we want his old sound back. You know, in my in my head, I'm thinking, nah man, I ain't fell off. What are they talking about? Mm-hmm. You know what? Let me show him. Let me drop one track. Let me drop one track. One track that is like what I what I wrote ten years ago. I wanna redu- I wanna I wanna release a track like that. Now, while it may get some people hyped, while it may, you know, bring back the old fans, what does that do for you in the long term? Yeah, that's because true, bro. Those fans are only there for one thing. They're not there for your progression. They're, They're not, not. For your character development, your personal development. They're not there for that. They just want you to be the same today, tomorrow, and forevermore. <laughs> like God <laughs> honestly and so it's like the fans don't even care about you they don't bro they don't like bruv um, AM and Skeng a lot of these real rappers they're just a commodity man they're just being used you know what I mean like like and it reminds you of what J. Cole says J. Cole says that a lot of a lot of his fans they want the they want the old J. Cole like the J. Cole from the come up you know I don't know if you know the come up like his early work and before he really blew but J. Cole said, like, J. Cole even said that he thinks maybe the money's dumbed, dumbed him down a bit because, like, he's not that same guy anymore who was hungry back in the day, who, you know, was repping about crazy stuff, like, because he's rich now, like, so he's he's evolved as a human being. So you can't expect him to be the same J. Cole from rapping from when he was in the hood. He's not in the hood anymore. He's probably in a nice mansion in Beverly Hills in L.A. with his nice wife and his kids running around. He's so he can't rap. He can't be like how he was before on the mic. He's different. His reality is different. His reality is nicer. So it reminds me of what you, of that when you're talking about Aim and Skengdo. Like, you know, um, maybe Aim and Skengdo want to diversify. Maybe they want to make more pop drill rec- records. Like, like um, Tion Wayne. Tion Wayne's pretty pop drill. You know, like mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. that's very pop drillish. You know, um, with Audi, you know, um, she with it. No, they ain't got from now. She with it. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, you know, that's more popish, pop drill. Maybe AM and Skeng, they want to move more into that uh, field because AM and Skeng, they're very, un- not, they're not underground, but they're not mainstream either. You know what I mean? They're because actually, no, AM and Skeng, they're pretty underground. They're pretty underground, actually. Yeah. Because, they don't really do mad headline shows like wireless and that. They just do like more underground shit from what I yeah. know. That's which they're not quite there yet. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, maybe they wanna they wanna progress and make different kinds of music, but their fans are just no M and Skin, they gotta be the same as how you were like when you came out of the womb. And it's like these guys wanna make money, they wanna be, you know what I mean, they wanna be different, like, you know, so that the money can start rolling in. And um, yeah, so a lot of rappers need to understand that your fans, only some of your fans care about you as a human being, but most of them, you're just a product, you're a commodity, you know, 
you know, they just, they like the idea of you. They like, um, they like DMX, but they don't like Earl Simmons, the man behind DMX, you know, they like, um, or for example, they like KD, but do they like Bumiga, the man behind KD? You know what I mean? So a lot of fans, they just like the idea of the artist and, what they can gain from the artist. They don't care about the artist, uh, you know, as a human being, you know. And maybe also, Aim and Skengdo, maybe the, the, their fans may not care about them that deeply. It's, it could be because Aim and Skengdo, I've, I've heard some of their music, and this goes for a lot of drill rappers anyway. A lot of drill rappers are not very transparent in their music. They're very rigid in one way. So, for example, like, everything is about, I stabbed this up. I went round there. I did this. When I went round there, I even pulled up to Dixie's and bought four four wings and chips. Then I went round the corner and I emptied the clip. But while I was emptying the clip, I was thinking about my, my dinner last night. Like very, they're very rigid and in one way, you know. They don't really talk about. They're not vulnerable on their tracks. They don't really talk about their life, uh, who they are, uh, their philosophy. What you know, what makes them them. Um, a lot of them don't really stand for anything politically or um, or even religiously or um, socio-politically. There's no message in the music. Uh, the music is pretty timeless. It, no, sorry, the music is pretty timely. So it just comes and goes. There's 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 nothing. It's just music. It's not. There's no soul in it. So maybe that's why their fans don't really care about them because if you compare someone like Dave, Dave is a perfect example Dave's fans Dave can make a crap song bruv. his fans will literally say it's his best work because his fans like they they, they they love Dave because Dave is vulnerable you know Dave even though Dave I don't really like Dave like that as a rapper I think he's, he's cool but I, I appreciate the lyricism, the lyrics like Dave raps about real stuff and I feel like it's things that people can relate with so people you know even his fans his fans call him David like oh David like I see on Twitter like oh David when are you dropping this hey David when are you dropping this like they're calling my man by his name bro even though his name's Dave or Santan they're like very personal they, they, his fans have a very personal relationship with him you know but with these draw rappers they're very distanced off and they're very, um, their walls are up. They're not vulnerable. And and I get it because a lot of them come from the hood or the end. So when you're living that kind of lifestyle, you can't trust people. You're very closed off. You're very, um, you know, to yourself. And I've, 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 I've been there, do you know what I mean? Like uh, to some degree, I, and I'm someone anyway who naturally my walls are quite up until you get to know me, you know what I mean? And then you'll be the one telling me to shut you know what I mean? But um, that's so I feel like with Eamon Skengdo, that could be why their fans don't care about them and they just want the old Eamon Skengdo, you know, that greasy street Eamon Skengdo. Because maybe Eamon Skengdo haven't shown them who they really are at their core. Because there's a lot of guys out here, bro, that they've man, they've brought up like six people, they've shot people, they've done all type of stuff, but deep down, they're, they're softies, bro, they're completely different to what they're to what they're being. To what they're portraying to their fans, you know. I I, I knew a guy in my college who went to prison um, for a year, 
when people would see this guy, bro, people were shook. He was hench, maybe six three, six four. Hench. He had locks in his hair. You know, dude used to walk around the club. People were shook at him. Like when when my mom, when my man would walk through, people weren't even man not turning the other way, bro. Like scary guy. But bro, this guy was the nicest guy. Night. This guy was nice. Don't mess with him though. Donnie would do you up differently. He's he's real. He was a drug dealer and that he was real. Do you know what I mean? I see him in Stanford one time dropping off dropping off some weight to some guys. You know what I mean? He 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 got out of the Uber, gave the, unzipped his bag, brought some bag. You know they did their little the exchange. I saw it from across the street, but you know um, he was a real guy. But he was but if you speak to him on a normal level, he's not what. He's not all the way what you think. He's actually really nice. And there was even a girl that was dating him and she and she told my friend that she's and this this were this were her exact words. She said he's a he's a big softie. And my friend said, What? She said, Yeah, like he's actually a really big softie. Like and she told him how, like, you know, I think when they broke up or something, like, no, she yeah, no, she just used to tell my friend that, like, you know, he's very soft. Like he'd be messaging her saying, Oh, how are you? You know, uh, I love you so much and all that shit. Like she said that he's very soppy. Like I love you. That's how he is. But he, but he's the, the guy's hard though, bro. He's he's hard, and that's uh, you know, and, and that's the thing. Like you know, so I think Aim and Skender maybe they haven't shown the people who they really are past this image and perception and the characters that are Aim and Skender. You know what I mean? So maybe. That's why maybe that's why their fans um, are asking for that old, that old Amos Skengo, the old Amos Skengo. Oh, you know, you want that old gangster stuff. The, the, you know, maybe they're they're asking for that because Amos Skengo ain't, ain't shown them who they really are. That there's more to them than just that. Than, than just that. You know, they have different sides to them and and whatnot. So yeah, you know, that's 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 my thing on it. That's my take on it. You know. Yeah, and I think. Like going off what you're saying, it is a it is a thing with people, and and not knowing their true intentions because fans are a very volatile group of people. Mm-hmm. Very difficult to open yourself up um, because you see, it's one thing with with masks and stuff. Um, this whole thing of concealing your identity with masks sometimes it's to protect yourself from ops um, but fans can do the worst with with knowing you know your face as a draw rapper um, a lot of them are very secretive and I see a lot of people especially on AM's um, his you know when you put a question up on Instagram mm. You have people just ask you a question. Those yeah. Are, oh, show me your face, show me your face, show me your face. Da, 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 da. And it's like, why are you so concerned with me showing my face? You know, I feel like it may be a thing of protection for him. It may be a thing of, you see, fans can can leak the image here, there, and everywhere. You know, create a false narrative. People are very dangerous. And fans that don't get what they what they want are even more. For real, I I would definitely feel like it's a it's a form of protection for them. That's what we even saying with with just our standard face masks. Like you feel so protected from everything else 
from from just having a mask on that covers up half your face you feel you feel very protected from from the outside world because you feel almost invisible no one can see you so you can just go about do what you're doing without the anxiety of feeling like people are looking at you and people mm-hmm. watching what you do and how you do so if you have a mask on maybe there'll be less maybe there'll be less problems the same way the girls that they date are really just there for for one night and then they're gone maybe it's part of this one night stand culture maybe it's just because they can't girls because they don't know if one's one's due to set them up they don't know if one's there for money they don't know if one's there to to find out what they do look like it's That's just, true. It's just a crazy world for them. So there is a lot of I do have a lot of sympathy for for the for them not wanting to reveal their face and for them to want to stay hidden from society. But at the same time, you know, your fans do need someone that they can relate to. That is very open to you. To getting to know them and allowing themselves mm. to... so you see that thing of authenticity making sure you are what you say you are mm. making sure you do what you say you do at least if you're there saying I ching man up and I ying man down and all this and you actually do it at least there's some sort of credibility that way maybe not good but there's still credibility that way to say you're rapping about this he actually does it no, do you know Fizzler no. Nah. So he's he's one, one rapper that just burst on the scene, or so we thought, burst on the scene, you know, rapping these greasy lyrics, very very slick with the wordplay and stuff. He now mm. burst on the scene, making waves. It didn't take too long before people were like, you know what, Fizz is cold, but isn't this him a couple years ago? You know, bait face rapping about uh, on uh, an Afrobeat. You know, just one of these, one of these, you know, slick Afrobeats, almost like Burner Boy. Just, just yeah. rapping bait face. Nothing to do with nothing to do with drill. Nothing to do with ching man up, ying man down. I'm on the block, looking for ops. This kind of thing. It's just standard Afrobeat rapping about a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're like. So what what does he know about drill? So it was just. Oh. <laughs> I was like, well, these look work quick. They were quick, bro. Wow, that is that is peak. Did he reply? Did he respond to it? He didn't even respond. He just carried on rapping about his drill. But Which... bro, but bro, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. A lot of men do that though. Like Tion Wayne was like that. Tion Wayne wasn't a drill rapper. Tion Wayne came up doing like the Tion Wayne I remember back in school. It was like I refuse to be broken. No, no, sorry, no, sorry. I refuse to be broken by me. Like that type of like he was doing like Afro swingish kind of stuff. All this yeah. like mm-mm, mm-mm, and drill. He wasn't doing that before. So a lot of guys they had to they had they they had to getting where they fit in in terms of money because drill is, drill is popping, bro. That's what people want to hear. Man, man, them want to hear 
drill. They want to hear, I stabbed him up, I shot him up, and it's what they want to hear. So they know that guys ain't, ain't really trying to hear that Afro swing stuff like that. Unless you're Burner Boy, no one really cares. You know what I mean? What, what, mm-hmm. what, what do you, what, you know what I mean? Or Whiskey, no one cares. Like, nigga, that's no, black people ain't going to go to your, your show unless you're Whiskey, bro, or, or Burner Boy or something. You know what I mean? So the UK, a lot of men are just doing drill or, or trying to do some type of tropical kind of, I don't know, like Afro swing or Afro bashment fusion. I don't know what these guys are calling it today, but, you know, I think that guy probably just saw that people weren't rating his thing when he was doing Afrobeat. So he now changed, created a new a new character, you know, like 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 the, like you're doing Saints Row or WWE. Just created a new character, created a new story, and just started doing drill. And I I mean and I'm 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 not gonna knock him for it. I, I mean Donny wants to he wants to make money and eat, but. At least be authentic about it. You can you can be a drill rapper, but no, you can rap on drill beats and rap about real stuff. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to necessarily because drill beats are nice, especially you see Pop Smoke's album, Meet the Woo Two. The drill beats on there are the best drill beats I've ever heard, and it's mad because Donny's American and those beats are UK beats, but they sounded good with him. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I feel like um, a lot of guys, they're just trying to get money, bro. You okay. know, Tion Wayne, Tion Wayne wasn't a draft before, like I said, but he had to change because he knew that this is what's hot now. This is what UK men them want to hear. You know? So, um, just like in the days of grime, a lot of grime guys um, stopped doing grime and started doing pop because grime was going out of fashion. People weren't trying to hear Graham anymore, mm. you know. So, mm. so yeah, you know that's that's my take on that. And it's it's mad that you talk about Tion because uh, Tion not doing drill before. I didn't even know about Tion until he came out of prison. Because mm. at that time, I was just being introduced to drill. <laughs> so, obviously, when Tion was released or due to be released, it came up on my timeline. I was like, "Who's Tion Wayne?" So I briefly, for that short period, followed, you know, the news updates on on Tion and him being released from prison. And then from there on, I was hearing more drill-sounding tracks. But you mm-hmm. see, and Russ, those two can produce hits because they've done, I think, th- three songs now together. Yeah, they did Body... They did um, um, Keisha and Becky. Well, well, it was Russ's song, but Tion was like a feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They did uh, Keisha and Becky, Body, and um, yeah. I think, I think, I think, I f- no, nah, that one's with Ardy, isn't it? With it, that's with Ardy. Uh, so it's over two or three, but the songs they have done together have gone off. We've gone off now, them. Russ already knows how to how to make a because his flow is catchy. That's why people people like him, and mm. you know me hearing it, I'm like, this guy seems to be using the same kind of flow in every song he does. 
the same flow. It always seems to be the same kind of bouncy, but it works clearly. Mm. So I, think I wouldn't necessarily say, "Oh, you're doing the same flow." You got up. It seems to be every song that is using this flow, especially when it's with Tion, is doing well. And I was saying to myself, I was looking at looking at the performance of after the first one they did. I said, "Okay, this is a very catchy song. It's done numbers." Then they released another one, same thing. TikTok, obviously, TikTok is an app that you slap a, a sound on it, and it ends up being viral. So when you now have Russ and Tion releasing a song and it now ends up on TikTok and people using that to make TikToks, it turns into a viral track. So then you have another stream of, of virality from not only YouTube, but TikTok. And then yeah. you'll have it on Instagram and whatnot. So can, can, you, can, can you get monetized on TikTok? Can you get paid for TikTok videos on TikTok? I would think yes, but I'm not entirely sure. But I'd be surprised mm-hmm. if they can't. But that's what I'm saying. The people like like them who who can work together and release viral tracks like that, tracks that can do numbers. Mm. I would I would think to myself and say, why don't you just focus on doing that? Obviously, you don't want it to become to become, you know, for the audience. They call it audience fatigue. You don't want it to become too familiar and do too many tracks with the same person mm. but if you're to release you know over over the course of of, of a number of years you're to to use this person to release these viral tracks that you seem to be doing so well with why don't you just carry that on and build on that because I feel like there's a certain level of success that t- both Tion and Russ can have if they use each other to propel themselves to success. Yeah, Don't... man. That's, that's why Tion's... We see him using Ardy and, and, and Russ a lot. I think Tion, Ardy and Russ are the face of this new generation of UK rap. You know what I mean? Like... Not not so much so Stormzy and Dave because Stormzy and Dave, like they're 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 done out, and when I say they're done out, not as in that not not as in they're they're whack, I mean their time their time is up, because if we think about it, Dave and like Stormzy came on the scene around, I mean he's been he's been making music for a long time, but Stormzy really came into the scene properly, 2014 because I remember he won. The 2014 MOBOs, I was watching it, I remember. Um, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20. So Stormzy's been in the game going to 10 years, or seven years to be exact. Dave came into the game 2016, 20, 2016 officially. So that's five years. So, and think about it, Dave's dropped two albums. Um, Stormzy's dropped two, going to his third. Like, they've, they're, like their run is... Come, kind of coming to a coming to an end because artists usually two albums in the buzz the, the buzz fades unless you're Drake or something or you know what I mean that that dude's been relevant for Drake's been on top of the game for uh going to 23 years since since 2008 
Drake has been doing on top. Numbers. Drake, isn't it? Yeah. He's doing mad numbers. And um, I think Tion, Russ, and H are the face of the new school, bro. Of this new generation of, you know, 2020, the 2020s era. Because we we came up in the 2010s in terms of our teenagers. You know what I mean? So we came up on like, um, you know, Good Kid, Mad City, Kendrick Lamar, Forest Hills Drive, J. Cole, Sideline Story, J. Cole, um, Wale, Ambition, Meek Mill, I'm a boss. I remember that playing everywhere. I'm a boss, you know, Meek Mill. Yeah. Um, we came up on that. That's our era. But I mean, in the UK, in the, tw- oh, but I mean, le- yeah, sorry, let me make it more relevant to the UK. We came up on, where do you know me from? Where do you know me from? In terms of UK rap, in that era, you know, 2010s, um, um, Dave, Wanna Know, Dave Blackbox, um, Jay Huss, um, Demboy, Pagan, Dremba, um, yeah. what else? Um, Kojo Funds, um, um, no, J- yeah. Yeah, Kojo Funds, uh, what do you want from me? But obviously, J Huss remixed it. But we came up, that's our era. We came up on that. So now it's a new era. And I think Tion Wayne, Russ, and H are the face of that. And Tion Wayne's done a good job because he's been grinding since the 2010 era, but he's rebranded himself. He's rebranded himself very well. So now he's been able to cross over and he's found a new formula. But to me, you know, Tion, H and Russ, I, I think those guys are whack, personally. But I respect what they're doing because they branded themselves well. Because I, I, I even know Ardy, not personally, but I know Ardy before this whole cheeky lad. Um, have you seen the state of our body? Like, I, I, I know I know the real, I know the real um, Ardy before that, when he was rapping like Eminem. Because I caught wind of him since 2018-17. Or on his black box, you can still find it when he was rapping like Eminem, you know, little white kid, red in the face, going ballistic on the mic. Now he's now he's a geezer and he's a chap and he's he's every saying state of her body and he's different. So all these rebranded themselves. So is H, and even Russ. I remember Russ before Gunlean. So all these guys, they're they're smart. It takes a certain level of. I'm not gonna knock them. It takes a certain level of intellect to do what they've done. These guys rebranded themselves and changed up their whole style. You know, is you, you either you either evolve or become extinct. And these guys, I, I respect them. They they really brushed themselves off. You know, I'm not sure if you know they were. I'm not sure if they've been listening to if they Instagram and taking notes. You know what I mean? But these men, they really rebranded themselves. You know, and and it's working for them. I, th- I think they're the face of the new school. H, no, H, sorry. Ardy, Russ, and Tion. Yeah, we can definitely see a, a shift going on. And and that doesn't mean to say that Stormzy and Dave and people like that won't still be doing numbers, but when we're talking about who's the face of the industry, that could definitely be shifting. So I think I, I would be interested to see how how it how it evolves. Mm-hmm. Because I H no not even H, why am I saying H now? Yeah, oh, same really. Yeah, same, yeah. He's one that I haven't heard um 
you know, on the violence kind of thing. He's he seems to be more just as you said, cheap, just having fun on the mic. So I'd even be interested to see how his career develops because he's not rapping about what people want to hear per se. Mm-hmm. His his beats seem a little more wacky, a little more fun, not your typical drill kind of beats, especially because he found fame on a drill beat. Um, yeah, his career development way takes it, and if he is able to sustain the level of fame that he gained from being on the body re- uh, body remix. Um, but with Tion and Russ, as we say, with all these people, they're still going to be rapping about the same kinds of things. You see this body, Keisha, Becky, those kind of songs are your more <laughs> where they're rapping about girls. Those two rappers in particular, obviously all the features and whatnot will be, depending on who they are, will be on the same line of rapping about girls or they'll, they'll be rapping about violence. But I feel like Tion and Russ will still be referencing violence in every couple of songs, though they are, you know, clearly aspiring to be more commercial artists. Because Bro, have you heard have you heard Tion's album? Some of it, not all of it. Bro, he, in that album, bro, he was rapping about the same thing throughout the whole album, man. Like, much. If it wasn't gang stuff, it was, uh, uh, you know, lavish living, buying this, buying that, you know, having one bad bee on his arm and all that. Like, the album was, in my opinion, the album was whack, bro. You know, like, like, like I respect, I respect. Tion and Ardy and Russ for for the, the, what they're doing in the game, the impact they're having on the scene. But artistically, I expected. I mean, I didn't really expect much because Tion isn't really lyrical. But I thought maybe Tion would have a bit more to offer. I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt, you know. Um, yeah, it's just I I, I think Tion. Is trying to fit in with the with, with, with the sound of the era, which is smart from a business perspective. Tion Wayne is definitely a good businessman, you know what I mean. But artistically, I don't think he'll last long because, like you, like I love what you said before, bro, about um, about um, audience fatigue. I really do feel like his audience will will get sick of that same style. You know, mm-mm, mm-mm. and as much as I like old school hip hop, you know, you have to you have to be versatile. You have to be able to know how to rap on a trap beat, on a drill beat, on a R and B beat, on a. You can't just have it. You can't have the same format all the time. It has to. It has to switch up. Because humans, by nature, were were, were curious. Were, were so were social and curious creatures. We like to, you know taste the vanilla cake, then taste the strawberry cake and the, and the mango cake. You know what I mean? That's how we are. That's our nature. So, I do feel that Tion ain't got long left, only because he's gonna... He's not original or unique. He's very 
standardized. So is Russ. Mm. And and in in my opinion, in my opinion, just my opinion, and with Ardy, I feel like Ardy Ardy is benefiting off Tion and Russ with the whole body remix and all that. I feel like Ardy Sarah? I said hundred percent. Yeah, I I don't feel like Ardy could have come into the game on his ones and took and took it over. He needed Tion's help. He needed um, uh, Russ's help to break through um, certain thresholds. Because let's be honest, bro. RD needed some type of street credibility because he's rapping on drill. So he credibility or acceptance, so to speak, from the black demographic from which this rap stuff even comes from. So... For one, he's a he's a country white boy from like Brighton. Do you get what I'm saying? So so already, man, they ain't even trying to listen to that because they're thinking, "Raw, my man can't tell me nothing. He's from Brighton." Do you get what I'm saying? Like, do, do you get what I'm saying? The same way, like, you know, even I used to get it when I used to rap, like, "Oh, bro, you're from Essex, bro." Do, do, do. do you get what I'm saying? I used to get it as well, small, small. Do you get what I'm saying? From some guys until you know, they heard the music and they you know real recognize real because it's about the art. You know, it's not about where you're from, kind of thing. But so that was already uh, a minus for Ardy. But when Ardy started collabing with Russ and Tion, it gave him some type of street credibility. So Mandem were like, "I, I let me, I, I let what Ra, my man's doing a song with Tion, yeah, Russ, yeah. I let me hear my man. Let me see what my man's what my man's saying." And because also he can he can flow to some degree. He's he's I. You know, it was like, right, okay, cool, cool. And that is what brought Ardy to the forefront. So whoever Ardy's manager is or his team, them dudes, them dudes are, are real calculated and smart. For real. You have to be. You have to be. These, because what would you say? Would you say the more entertainers? Would you say the more artists? I would say more entertainers and... Honestly, bro, there's nothing wrong with that because there's so many people that are artists and their shows are whack. They can't entertain for nothing. And there's some people that are entertainers, but artistically they're whack. To me, you need both. You need to know how to entertain and be an artist. You need both. You know? But I think Tion and Russ and Ardy are more, are more entertainers. Which is good. You, you know, the fans need to be entertained. You know, when you're on stage, you have charisma and all that. And, you know, sometimes music doesn't have to be all serious and deep and about a message. Sometimes music can be fun and just laughter and having cheeky bars and that. But let there be a balance is all I'm trying to say. I don't feel like there's a, there's a, there's a balance in the UK. All of it just seems to be fun, fun, fun. And there's no soul and balance. But... Yeah, I think a balance is, is, is what we need, you know. But, but yeah, because cause I mean, you know, even Ardy's song, you know, I just want some more, a little twist, you know, and all that kind of stuff. I I just feel like it's, it's, it's very gimmicky, you know. I don't feel like that song will go down or have longevity in, in, in years to come. That will come and go, you know. Um... 
But I mean, at the end of the day, Ardy is the first guy from Brighton to really do it. So who knows? Ardy could become like Bugsy Malone. Bugsy Malone's a, a legend, a Manchester legend. He was the first one from Manchester to really do it on, on that level. So I guess Ardy could become something like that. You know, it, you know, if 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 he's managed well and built up well and he progresses well and he evolves as noticed. But um but right now it just seems gimmicky to me, you know. Yeah, and I I hear that because even as you said, if it wasn't for Russ and Tion, he probably wouldn't be in the position he's in right now. Mm. With that remix. You could even I don't know how I was doing before, but you could even say H because not until he did that uh, song with Keisha and Becky. Yeah, I didn't, but I didn't. And then after that, as they Ardy's Ardy's uh, verse on the on the body so, uh, body remix, they took a line and that became his his calling card. So that's what they associated him with. You know, Ardy was. Have you seen the state of our body? Here we are. We're in a journey. Yeah, H's <laughs> was both hands on the back when the tapping driver slap it, Becky is savage. So that's what they use. So after I saw um, Ardy on that song, I said, This guy reminds me of H. You know, I said, As soon as the song came out, I, I listened to it and I said, You know, I bet it, the same thing that happened with H is going to happen with Ardy. Ardy's going to have, you know, one, one gimmicky line people like and that's what's going to be pasted over over social media. Everyone's going to be like, you see over body all the time, everywhere for the next couple of weeks, if not a couple of months. And it happened. So I feel like Russ and Tion are really this, this hot point for people to go to, this hotspot for them to go to. And if, if you're a, a Mancunian white lad, you've got a good chance of writing one catchy bar that propels you in your rap career and obviously it's then up to you to decide what you're going to do with that and in Ardy's case he's had a plugged in he's released a song you know he's he's released you know two songs that have had catchy moments in them he's, he's shown to be funny quirky you know a really out there kind of person and people might like that people might gravitate towards that how long will it last only time will tell but that's the thing with 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 this industry and and the fans in this industry because the fans are ruthless once they've had enough of you they will let you know they will let you know like when you're saying that Tion is is almost like his stuff became samey in his in his most recent album. The people I saw people talking about Fredo the same way. They were saying it wouldn't be a Fredo song if if he didn't talk about shopping in Harrods and spending a couple thousand in Harrods. And I just found that so hilarious because in every song I heard from Fredo, he was talking about Harrods all the time. I was like, does this not get tiring to just be rapping about the same thing? But 
you know. I think there's that that evolution. I think having people that you know sit on the fence of on the on the side of being entertainers, and then having another group of people that sit on the side of being actual artists. I think as long as those are in balance, it's fine. But when you've got more entertainers than artists, then the real art in music and in rap in particular becomes lost. So yeah. Yo, bro. Yeah. Yo, say that again, bro. That was a bar. Say that again. I don't know if you remember what you just said. So I said, you know, you have entertainers on one side and you have artists yeah. on And so when you have more entertainers than artists, the real art then becomes lost, whether it's singing, whether it's rapping it's always best to have them in a balance. You can have people that are entertainers and and that thrive on that side of the line. You can have people that are artists and thrive on that side of the line. As long as they're in balance, everything is upheld on both sides. But when you now have more entertainers, more people that just want to have fun with, with the idea of being, so being a rapper, being a comedian, being a singer, that's when you know, I find that the real art is being lost in actually being a writer, a singer, uh, a rapper. Bro, that's a bar, bro. <laughs> that's a bar. That's true, though. For real, like, a lot of guys, they like the idea of being a musician, but they're not really musicians at heart. You know what I mean? Like... That's how it is these days, man. Like, I mean, there's so many musicians. I was talking to my friend downstairs. He lives in the hall below me. Uh, we always talk about music all the time, all the time. And he said to me that the problem is, is music, the, you know, the music industry is too saturated these days. It's too saturated. It, 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 music is easily, it can be easily done. You know, softwares now and anyone can just buy a mic and, do one, two, three quickly on the mic, but before a label had to scout you, you had to have talent. You were scouted. Then they'll, you know what? We want to sign you. They, they, they'll, they'll rent out studios for you. You, everything was talent based, and you had to have some type of musical ability, or you had to be musically inclined or music, music oriented. But now, bro, anybody can just make music. And music is. You know, we abuse her. You know, we, we, we just see her as a vehicle out of poverty. You know, we don't see her as, you know, we don't we don't love her for her art. Do you get what I'm saying? Music's too saturated. And I even said it on one of my uh, one of my old songs on, on Spotify. UK, UK Rap is Dead is an old one that I did. One of the early, one of my early ones uh, from music I've been doing uh, uh, more recently. Um... I said, at a bar where I said, music, uh, uh, music's too mass produced, so there can't be any value in it. And it's the truth, it's, it's too mass produced, you know? You, you, that's you know, Back in the day, someone, someone stopped you on the street, yo, bro, here's my mixtape, bro, you know, check it out. You'd be more inclined to, okay, let me just check it out, whatever is a mixtape. But now, every street corner, yo, mixtape, 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 like, like, 
it's just it's too it's too mass produced it's too it's too saturated so the value of it goes down it's almost like everybody like air force ones yeah i don't know why the hell they're 100 quid like i bought some air force ones a while back like a few weeks ago 400 pounds i don't know why they hold 100 pounds everybody has them mm-hmm. everybody has them so the value should go down like Calvin Klein, like, I love Calvin Klein, innit? I've got a Calvin Klein coat. I've got bare Calvin Klein shirts. And I love Timberlands. I want to be, I want to start buying Tim boots again and stuff like that. But my thing is, yeah, them kind of brands there, they have a reason to be expensive because not a lot of people have them. Brands like Versace or Dior or not everybody's got those kind of brands because they're expensive. So the value stays up. But... Mm-hmm. Air Force Ones, I don't know why the hell he has them. Everybody has them. You know? And uh, and really and truly, the, it should be cheaper than that. The, the, because because it, it's easily accessible. So, it's got it's now, it's got, it's now got an aura of cheapness around it. The value goes down. And that's how it is with music. Everybody is doing it. You know? Everybody's doing it. So, the value goes down. We don't value music anymore. Even when we stream stuff, we, we no longer buy, go into the shop, look for the artist, buy their CD. It's no longer personal. You know, I remember back in the day, you used to buy a CD of your uh, your, your artist album on, on CD. Um, in it, there'll be like a poster of the artist, maybe a little, or, you, or something to do with them. People stick on their wall. It was very personal. And you'd play the tape, uh, you know, you play the CD in the, um, you put you put in the in the CD player, and you'll listen to the whole album from 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 front from from bottom from top to bottom bottom to top and you take it in it was personal it was a commitment you went out of your way you took the bus or you walked to the shop or you to buy it it was personal some people even got signed copies now everyone's just going on spotify dun, 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 street you know pressing buttons streaming if you don't like the first song on the album's crap then going off it like it's 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 no longer personal. It's just, it's, it's rushed. It's um, there's no soul or 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 or, or, or um, a personal or, or personhood whatsoever. And then you've got people like KD who can sing their ass off. You got cats like Young K who's you know who's rap, trying to rap about real stuff, and you know we're just we're drowned out. And there's even guys out there better than us. Guys that can sing. Better than KD, guys that can rap better than Young K, drowned out as well by the saturation going on in 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 the scene. So, yeah, yeah. you know, music, okay. music, music has lost its value. That's just what that's just what's happened. It's, it's it's lost its value. Even even you know, once upon a time, you know, girls, oh, you do music, yeah, like she's gassed, like oh, you do music, yeah, like rah, okay, cool, cool, you know, now. Girls make memes about it, uh, you know. You know, I don't know if you've seen TikToks about girls talking about like how their their boyfriends, you know, lying to their boyfriend that they like their raps. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen those TikToks, like you know, girls just making TikToks like about jokes about how like um, their boyfriend raps and like they try not to laugh at it and shit. Sorry for my language, you, you know, and stuff like that. And I've seen girls on Twitter like joke about it, like. You know, uh, my man, my man, you know, he actually, he thinks he can rap and, you, you know, I'm just here lying to him that I like his music. And I'm like, oh, damn, you know, because a lot of just, it's like, damn, like, 
everybody, every guy wants to bloody be a rapper. You know, they're, they're just sick and tired of every guy saying, oh, yeah, I rap. You know, because everyone's trying to do it. So yeah. it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy, bro. But, but yeah. That's what I was saying. When you remove the prestige out of these titles, and I don't even want to call them titles because they're not even titles, but I'll, I'll refer to them as that for, for the purpose of it. When you remove the prestige from these titles, everyone can now access cannot access being able to call themselves a rapper, call themselves a singer, call themselves an artist, call themselves this, that, and the other. It's, it's a case where you can now be whatever you want to be. And there's there's enough people that don't have the the knack to be a singer or a rapper. There's so many people that that the music falls on deck is because they just can't rap. And and they think is I'm being ghosted because I'm I'm not known. Uh, people people don't want to see me win. <laughs> you can't, you can't nah, bro. People people want to see their ears function, fam. They want their ears to work. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> like you can't you can't rap. That's just that's just <laughs> and, and and you want to be preaching all this stuff on your Instagram. Just like there's other stuff you can do that doesn't revolve around you being some mega famous artist. Yeah woman in these shows but that's what has become so so sought after and when we now reduce the value by saying mm, this person can rap like that's that's why there was this whole wave of mumble rappers and you know all the older generation and even us younger guys that appreciate good music were saying you know you guys supporting all these mumble rappers people like J. Cole, when you got people like Kendrick, when you got people like Jordan, when you got people like you know, you're supporting all these mumble rappers and and you're really pushing the music and making the mainstream, you know, creating millions of dollars for them. Generating when you've got actual talented artists that are waiting to be discovered. People were getting so annoyed because that means the value of rap went down and there's a female rappers that just well i'll say some because i don't want a bunch of females to attack me um you had you had a bunch of female rappers a lot of them couldn't rap and was a further decline in 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 the rap industry because the quality of what we found to be acceptable was dropping and it got to a point where it dropped far below the threshold for what should be acceptable. And it's just because if you came up with a catchy a catchy hook that was good enough to to make you famous, if if I didn't understand a single word of what you were saying, but I could bother you to the beat, not even to what you're saying, to the beat, that makes it acceptable to make you famous and to make you millions. Mm-hmm. Like collect your bag if you want to collect your bag, but at least be good at what you're doing. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. For and real, bro. Kind of, it's I, sound, I sound personally hurt by this, but I'm just saying it how it is. Bro, of course you'll be hurt, bro. <laughs> you're, you're 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 a dope musician, bro. And so am I, cuz. And it's, it's annoying seeing these 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 whack dudes out here, you know. Just you know, getting props that other people should be getting, bro. It's as simple as that. You know what I mean? Like, and and, and it's the truth. And it's, it's the truth, man. 
Crazy because you rap, I sing, uh, the visionaire, aka Kingsley, he's a he's a producer. Yeah. So it's like we were to settle in our in our group of of rapper, singer, uh producer. Realistically, just from that alone, you would have the keys to to formulate a group and create something. But you see these these whack producers, these whack rappers, these whack singers making becoming almost household names. Like you say Beyonce, you hear you hear Lil Pump. Like, is that crazy? Is that crazy? And it's it's just these these the audience the audience not having a a good idea of what should be considered good rap and I know it's all subjective but are you telling me that all these mumble rappers these these lot that don't know how to to sit on a beat that don't that just have no writing ability whatsoever you're telling me they deserve to be in the spotlight they deserve to 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 have their fans generate millions of dollars for them as I said get your bag any way you can, but I mean, there's a point where we've got to we've got to put a limit, a threshold that you at least need to meet. Because currently, it's in all states of disarray because we're just accepting everything and anything. And you know, there's a point where you've got to we've got to say enough. Like now, you see in industries there's signs of reverting back to what was once deemed you know the norm what was once deemed you know how things should be mm-hmm. certain industries reverting reverting back to what they once were like i follow bodybuilding you see bodybuilding reverting back to arnold type physiques you see them mm-hmm. calling arnold type physiques yeah you see Music will will start in one place. It will go through so much evolution, and then revert back to what it once was. Yeah, society. We we liked normal bodies, which which almost relates to to bodybuilding. We wanted normal bodies. You know, people could basically look how it looked. We then got to a point where people had to be muscular. They had to be toned. They had to be a certain body fat. You had to see abs. You had to see muscles. All of a sudden, we get to the to the point of of fat acceptance, where where it's okay to be obese and 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 it's accepted to be obese and body positivity, because because that's that's what we want now. So it's almost like we're reverting back to what we want. So probably on the more extreme end, but we're we're kind of going back. And you know, people say a lot where humans are beings of habit, creatures of habit, we just revert back to what is what is familiar to us. And we can see that through industries, we can see that through history. So I couldn't tell you why we like to devalue these things, but that's what happens. As soon as you, you say, okay, we're accepting far below the standard, Everyone can now access it. So, 
Yeah, man, that's me and my ranting done. Fam, that was real. That was real stuff right there. Yo, what you said about me, you and Kingsley, yeah? Fam, we, fam we're doing a thing, though. We're going to do a thing. I'm going to... See, after this, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to help Kingsley, man. The three of us in the group, so we're going to we're gonna talk, though. Like, we're doing a thing, bro. I just bought a new mic, bro. The mic is hard, bro. You know what I mean? So, obviously, I've got, I've got some tunes I'm working on. I've got one with a guy called Rhythmical Thinker. I've got one that I'm doing. It's like, a, it's like a freestyle, but I've made three beats, but I'm going to merge them into one, innit? So I'm just going to go back to back on the freestyle thing, innit? Then I've got another one, I'm just, uh, another song that I made before called Identity, but I'm going to like make some changes to it. Then the fourth thing will be me, you and Kingsley, bro. We're going to do a thing, fam. Defo, 110. So I've really got stuff planned anyway, but... For real, man, I'm gonna do a thing. We have to make that happen, bro. Because it's true, bro. Like, we all, we all have, we all, we all have like specialties in in, in different areas. From like you sing, I rap. Kingsley's a producer. Like, come on, man. Like, we should, we should have been done something time ago. Re- really. So, I, I thank God that you brought that up because that's something that we really should do. And I, and I'm and I'm down for that. Do you know what I mean? And um, also um, yeah, I mean. What what we're saying about music is 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 true, bro. I don't know. Like, we we just there's there's no value in the in the in the music anymore, man. There's no there's there's, there's no value in it. Too many people are doing it, and people just don't take it seriously. You know, we don't we don't we don't take it seriously seriously anymore. Even what you said as well, as far as music being subjective, I used to believe that music is subjective, but nowadays I don't. And the reason why I don't believe it's subjective anymore is because if somebody now, if somebody now, like you said, just can't rap on beat, they're all over the place. Um, and the bars are just subpar and whack. We can't accept that, bro. There has to be some type of quality control. There has to be, you know, and I don't feel like music is subjective. I feel like music has criterion it has criteria it has to be it has to tick minimal boxes because somebody because if we keep saying music is subjective somebody can just offer me a blank cd and someone can be like yo this is the hardest tape ever it's a blank cd you know and and, and i feel like we're, we're getting to that point we're really getting to that point and i feel sorry for the fathers of hip-hop that founded hip-hop and put their life on the line to to put a beautiful art form out there and now the the, the the generations to come have just ruined it. And I used to blame artists all the time and blame rappers. Oh, they're putting out whack music. They're, you know, they're not rapping about anything with real substance. Da, da, da. But really and truly, they're doing what the fans want. And my sister told me this, like, yo, like, you're, you're, you're kind of looking at the wrong... At, at the wrong culprit is 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 the masses, the fans, and I was like, no, that's not true. That like, the rappers have control over what they say, and that which they we do to some degree. If you're if you're independent, but my sister was like, bro, it's the fans, because at the end of the day, the fans are the rappers' bread and butter. They need to make sure they're pleasing the fans. So, you know, it's just like in retail, the customer is always right. So whatever the fans want, I'm gonna give it to them. And that's what Future's doing. That's what Takashi Six Nine is doing. 
that's what um, 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 all these gimmick rappers are doing. They're, the Migos, they're doing what they know the fans like. I saw the Migos at Wireless. They came on there rapping their, rapping their BS and the whole crowd went lit. The crowd never, the, 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 the crowd, that was the littest the crowd went that night for what I was able to see. And mm. the Migos were saying absolute garbage. No lyrical uh, ability, no smart or funny punchlines, no depth. They were just talking complete ass, bro. And the crowd went nuts. The crowd went nuts. Like, I don't know, like, like all of them are going to leave with 50 grand. They went nuts, bro. And it just, I came to the, it just confirmed what my sister said that we have no one to blame but ourselves, the masses. They're giving us what we want. We couldn't give the masses in the 90s um, 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 uh, bad and bougie by the Migos. They're not, they're not buying, they're not buying that, 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 that crap. They're not buying it because they had, a, they had a certain type of musical ear. They knew what was good music and what wasn't. Our generation doesn't. Not all of us, but a large majority of us. And they're using that to our to to and they're using that to their advantage. You know? So I don't believe that music is subjective anymore. I believe it's objective. I believe there's certain criteria. For example, if you can't flow on a rap beat, you know, back in the day they'd boo you off stage. Boo, you know, because it was off beat. But nowadays you can rap off beat and some will even tell you. That's a new type of rap. Like Blueface. When he came out and was rapping off beat, people are like, oh man, this is a new type of rap. He's rapping off beat. The dude can't rap. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, that's that's my take. That's my take, bro. Yeah. And I think that's the perfect place to, to round off. Yeah, man, I can't lie. I, I, I just clocked that. One hour 36, mad. Yeah, mad. man. This, this happens anytime we're on the talk, especially about, about gang culture. I feel like those that's one of the talks that definitely goes on uh, quite a while. And it's because it's there's so much to talk about and so much to, to dissect. And as black, as, as black men, it, 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 it hits home because it's, it's synonymous with uh, a lot of issues that are going on in the black community, you know. So I feel like it like is 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 synonymous with a lot of issues going on in the black community. So I feel like, on 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 unknowing to us, there's a passion there, and there's a zeal. That's why we talk about it with passion, and we go on and on and on. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so yeah, yeah. I want to thank you guys once more for joining us on the CC podcast, season two, four gang life, and the rise in life crime part two. No doubt, uh, it's been a good discussion as always with with your host KD and your mm-hmm. co-host Young K. And we will definitely be seeing you in the next one. No Until doubt, no doubt. Topics more information to be shared, more gems to be dropped. Can't mm-hmm. wait for it. See you guys in the next one. Peace.